from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to another episode of the TCS Live show. Thank you for joining me. And uh, man, talk about a show with no agenda. That would be this one. And uh, you'll find out real shortly why that is. Um, this is a, a show that we're going we're gonna to deal with grief. I'm just going to dive right in. We're going to deal with grief. And uh, that can be tough for some people, um, especially when the person who passes away is someone really, really, really close to you. If you um, listened to my show last week, you know that it was my mother's birthday. Um, my mother died from coronavirus last year. Actually, one year ago today, April 15th. She passed away April 15th, 2020. And uh, last week, I pretty much dedicated my show uh, to her. And I talked about the uh, the cliche of the church being a hospital. So uh, feel free to check that out when you get an opportunity. But today, uh, I wanted to dedicate the show to her again, once again. And, um, and I also want to address grief because uh, it's... It's something that I want to make sure we as, as as Christians, as believers, as Christ followers have a grip on it. And I wanted to talk to a couple other people who have dealt with this that are relatively close to me. Um, one for sure is close to me because it's my wife. And then the other is a guest that I'm having, which is Shannon Fields, uh, who just lost her husband not too long ago. So we'll have a, a, a wide range of commentary from, you know, my, my wife lost her dad in 2008. So, you know, 12 years ago or so, uh, 13 years ago. And then, you know, I lost my mother last year. And then Shannon lost her husband uh, just, you know, a month ago or so. So it's it's going to be, a, a, um, the, the, the conversation probably will get tough at times just because these are people that we love, the closest people to us. But at the end of the day, it's like I talked last week, this is going to be celebratory uh, because all three of these people knew Jesus. And that's 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 the key. It doesn't mean that it's easy, uh, especially when you these people are so close to you. You know, just so like I said, there's the there isn't much of an agenda today except for to have this conversation and just talk about, you know, how we can biblically deal with grief. And uh, I hope it blesses somebody. You know, I, my mother, I haven't talked a whole, whole lot in detail about my mother's situation um, in terms of what she dealt with, but I am going to attempt to do that before I bring my guests on and we get to talking about grief. Um, I'm going to attempt to kind of rehash what I experienced with my mother last year. Uh, understand that my mother... My family, my family is in Cleveland. Uh, pretty much all of my family lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And that is, you know, at, at the time I was living in Southern California. So I had just visited my mom. Um, it had been actually a couple of years since I, since I had been to Cleveland to see my mom. You know, I had just, uh, I had just seen her. I was at a speaking engagement and I stopped and I stayed with her. And, and so this the coronavirus started and this is when they started locking things down and i remember calling my mother talking with my mother about you know make sure you're washing your hands and 
you know, it, it was starting to get really bad in in California. We were one of the first places that kind of just shut everything down and we were getting all the information firsthand. And uh, so I felt like we were kind of ahead of the, the, the game a bit. And so I was sharing everything that I could with my friends and family around the, the country. And so I was definitely uh, really, really focused on my mom. And, uh, you know, my my stepfather, you know, my mother's husband, he was, you know, he was still kind of going out to work and everything. So I wanted him to be careful. And then it was getting to the point where we had got the information about how the virus can can be on your clothes and, and all those types of things. So, you know, just constantly t- trying to tell him everything that I could tell him um, in terms of don't go to the stores. And, uh, you know, my mother was 70, 73. She just, you know, if, if she was here, she would have just experienced her 74th birthday last week, April 9th. And uh, so she was 73 at the time. And, and you know, it was the coronavirus is really, really unforgiving with uh, seniors. So I didn't want them going out at all. I didn't even want my stepfather going to work. Um, but I understood him trying to take care of the family and everything. So, uh, but nonetheless, this was our, our conversations. But the thing with my mother, my mother had, was already dealing with quite a few underlying pre-existing type of conditions. Uh, she's a little he- a little heavier than she would have wanted to be, so she was dealing with diabetes and um, and and actually quite a few other things. But the thing about my mother is all of these internal um, sicknesses that she was dealing with. You know, you wouldn't know it if you were around her because she she just kind of functioned normally. She laughed and you know she talked and had conversations. She got around. She drove and just all these different things. You know, so even if I'm honest about it, you know. Uh, she wasn't as diligent as I would have liked her to be in terms of, you know, getting her regular health together. But the thing is, she, the stuff that she was de- dealing with never really just put her down, you know, like sat her down. Sometimes she'd be in pain a little bit or whatever, but for the most part, she could just do all the things that she normally did. So sometimes she was a little lackadaisical with, you know, working out or eating right or those kinds of things. And those were those are some of the little battles that we would have, a little, you know. But at the end of the day, that's your mother. So you have to respect, you know, her decisions and what she want to do with her life. Uh, but but again, when this when this coronavirus stuff came and my whole thing was, you know, giving her making sure she had all the information. And and uh, sure enough, I'll never forget when she you know gave me a phone call and uh, said that uh, both her and my stepfather got coronavirus. And, you know, now begins the whole quest of trying to figure out where she got it from. And, and but quickly you get past that. Now you're just like, OK. You're seeing on the news left and right that people her age with all of her conditions, when you catch the virus, um, it's not ending well. So, of course, I started praying and everything, but I immediately started to worry. I didn't know how this was going to end. Um, and then you're seeing just the way that they're, they're doing in the hospitals. And again, before my mother caught it, I, I was I was feeling bad and worried about the things that I was hearing in the hospitals. Uh, about people being alone and, 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 you know, people being there's not enough room and just all these different chaotic things because th- e- this virus was really new to everybody. Well, once it happens to somebody close to you, that's when it just it gets so weird that when every because everything you're hearing, you know, that somebody in your life is actually dealing with it. And so now, you know, I'm trying to communicate and 
because uh, again, I'm in California and everybody was on lockdown. Travel was on lockdown. You couldn't, I couldn't go to Cleveland to, to be with her. And, and then my brothers and sisters who are in Cleveland, they were not allowed to go anywhere near her. You know, so once the, the, um, once the ambulance and, you know, takes the person back, that's it. That's the last time you'll see them until whenever. I mean, there was, there were no guide, guidelines to none of this. So now I'm just getting reports uh, from my family of, of what they're hearing. And there's a doctor that gets assigned to talk to you. So, you know, we're talking back and forth with the doctors. Next thing you know, my mother goes into a coma. And again, as you're keeping up with the coronavirus on the news, you're seeing what's happening to people who are getting into comas. And so everything kind of started to go downhill from there in terms of not only our feelings of hope in terms of her making it out, but just I mean, everything, every aspect of it, you know, um, my siblings were, uh, were, were, were scared, you know, I was scared. And, and the scary part is just, you've never lost someone this close to you. You know, we're talking about my mother here. So that was a conversation um, back and forth, just as how, how is she doing? And, um, and everybody just wanted to be with her. And so what would happen is when she went into the coma, um, the doctors allowed us to talk into her ear, you know, where like they would put the phone to her ear and, and, and things like that. And that, that this is, this is really hard to, 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 to do, you know? Um, so we were saying everything that we could and, and, and encouraging her, you know, fight, fight, fight. And so finally, um, I'm just every, every day, um, I mean, we're locked down, so there was nowhere to go, nothing to do, nothing to take your mind off it. So I thought about it pretty much every day and I would just sit in my office and just sit by the phone. And, um, and then my, my sister called me and, and told me that it was time to make the decision as to, as to whether or not to allow, um, her to, cause she, now she's on life support now. And the doctors were telling us that the medications and all these things that they were doing seemed to be hurting more than helping. And this is where things just really got tough. And next thing, next thing you know, I got the phone call that um, that she was gone. And so it was a tough experience, uh, mainly because I had to deal with it and you couldn't be there. And then realizing that even if I was allowed to be there, they weren't going to allow me in the room. Um, they weren't going to allow anyone nowhere near her. And so do all, with all of this being new, my main thing was I just, I just um, hated that, that, I felt like, you know, maybe they were experimenting on my mother, you know, with all these different drugs and things like that. So it was to be associated with this whole coronavirus thing was one of the toughest things ever. And I knew I was going to hear about coronavirus every single day for, for God knows how long. So these were all the things that was running through my head. But um, before I um, get into my reaction, when I got the news, um, I want to bring in um, my other two guests and, um, and then we'll, we'll all kind of catch you up on what happened with our, um, our loved ones and, uh, then we'll deal with reactions. So I'm going to hold off on how I reacted to getting the news. Um, but, um, but let's bring in, um, my wife who is, uh, here in studio. I'll bring my wife in and, uh, and we'll continue the conversation. All right. Hey, babe. Hey. <laughs> so let's, let's let Lou. Let Lavette get comfortable here. Um, so this is my wife. For those who don't know, my wife, Lavette Stallings, the beautiful Lavette Stallings, who uh, agreed to do this. And you know, this isn't really <laughs> her thing. So it, uh, but when she 
has something that she thinks is going to help, you know, bless other people. She's she always steps up. And so uh, I, I obviously thought about her. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my, my wife lost her father in 2008. So that's what, 13 years ago? Thir- almost. Yeah, almost, almost 13 years ago. Um, and so, you know, she's definitely can speak to how to handle grief and, and at least how she's handled it biblically. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just want to bring her in. And obviously she went through everything that I was just talking to you guys about. She went through all of that with me. And uh, I've, I've said it before, I believe uh, everything she went through, you know, really prepared me for what I was going to go through. And I knew I was dealing with somebody who had already uh, dealt with this. Like I said, I was with her through it. I was at the funeral. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her experience and uh, so uh, thank you for uh, coming on. And uh, it's weird because, guys, I'm just going to tell you, we're sitting here in the studio and we're looking at each other and we're just like, well, what is this? <laughs> what, are we, what, what are we doing? And it's like, it's so funny, guys. And, and we we have kind of obviously, I mean, we're going on 20 years of marriage. So how many face-to-face conversations have we had? But now all of a sudden, this is professional. <laughs> so this is a little weird, huh? But uh just just um just tell them a little bit about um I know she wasn't in the studio when I was telling you guys um kind of a quick summary of the events that led up to my mother's um passing and so she'll she'll tell you the events that led up to that. But first you, it probably would be best to, to talk about um how tight you and your your dad was uh, cuz that that's what impressed me tremendously. So tell them a little bit about that and and then they'll under, understand the impact of him going on to be with the Lord. But uh, yeah, just talk about, you know, y'all's relationship a little bit. Oh my goodness. Um, For you all who do not know, I played sports and he was like how TC talks about his mother. He was my biggest cheerleader and also my biggest critic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if I wasn't doing something right, he was the first to um, encourage me, but also set me on the right track. Um, we were super duper close. Um, we even had this thing where we called each other left side and right side, meaning the left side and right side of the brain. We were like one unit. I could think of something and not tell anyone. And the next thing I know, he would come home with it. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was thinking about this. <laughs> so we, it was just an inside joke. Um, but yeah, anybody who knew me while I played sports, they tell you how close my father and I were. My I best friend. Yeah, I, I remember, and, and I, I got a chance to experience some of that. Um, I remember when we first met. <laughs> when we when we first met, her dad was. Uh, first of all, I'm from Cleveland. I was I was in a fraternity in college, uh, Alpha Phi Alpha. I'm still I'm, I'm still an Alpha Alpha Phi Alpha, and uh, you know I was just starting running back on the football team, and I was. <laughs> I remember her dad telling me, and saying, hey, whoever, whoever you dating, make sure that they ain't from Cleveland, they ain't in no fraternities, and they don't play no sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it was something about football but, players. Yeah, yeah, don't, and don't, and don't, and I, I'm like, he, 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 I'm all three of them. <laughs> all three. So, but, but what's funny, so, but when we met, you know, uh, he, he, was like the father that I had never had, you know, and, um, you know, my, my, my wife, like Lavetta, tell you just the way that he was reacting with me. Uh, let her know that everything was going to be cool because, uh, you know, I I actually had an incident in college where somebody had broken into my car and they mm-hmm. broke out my window. And uh, I remember, you know, Lavette came over early that morning, and you know, I was upset, and we went back to her house, and so here I am parked with the 
uh, the broken window and everything. And she had a car too, obviously. So we were we were in her car. We went somewhere. Oh, the messed up trunk too. They broke out your the lock on the trunk. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Broke out the lock on my trunk. Stole everything out of it. And and uh, so my car's parked at her house, and we in her car, and we we went somewhere. We come back, the window fixed and the trunk fixed. And, uh, <laughs> and she was just telling me, you know, this is, he didn't he didn't do that for everybody, you mm-hmm. know. And so I saw what she just said about him being a, just a caring guy, um, loving guy. I saw that firsthand, and I saw how tight they were. And I I didn't have that, and so I I, I in a good way I envied that, you know. And but I was the type of person that you know I didn't have it, so I always enjoyed being around the things that I didn't have. So watching how he would do his stuff with Lavette. Um, I I was just happy to be around it and experience it. And I felt like when it happened to her, it happened to me. You know, I remember on her birthday, her dad gave her like five hundred dollars. I was like, oh man, your 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 dad gave us five hundred dollars. So so it was just fun, man. But um, but obviously um, you know, so in uh in in two thousand and eight, I am in Europe playing football. And uh, yeah. I, uh, Lavette was pregnant with my with my son now, who's getting ready to be thirteen soon. But she was pregnant with him, so she couldn't travel. And you know, we prayed about it. She agreed that I can go ahead and go and and uh, and uh, play. And that was we agreed this would be my last season. In theory, it was going to be my last season. And so uh, I, w- I was over there playing, and um, and I'll just let you kind of take it from there in terms of uh, you know how um, things start to to happen uh, with his health. And you might want to tell people. Um, like I was telling you guys, my mother had a few underlying conditions and um, a lot of it had to do with her health. And I know uh, with Big Joe, by the way, that's 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 his name, Joe Robinson, Big Joe, her yeah. dad. And uh, so Big Joe, Big Joe was, was uh, you know, didn't have the healthiest eating habits either. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that's he something was you would diabetic. Do. Yeah, yeah. And on insulin. Yeah. But um, I guess the events, well, while you were over in Italy playing football, we had decided that I would stay with my parents during this time. So during that time, my father, he took that super, um, he took it very seriously. He was very, very protective, making sure that I didn't need anything or. Um, yeah. So. Um, when y'all hear those pauses, which I figure would happen, and it's gonna be all right. If you hear pauses and you don't hear anything, those are the those are the tough times. Those are the the tough times, and you know it, it is what it is. I told y'all at the beginning of the show. There's no agenda, man. If mm-hmm. if anybody need a moment, you know, <laughs> yeah, we gonna take it. Yeah, that's just how he was. Um, he didn't want me to have to lift a finger. So, what happened is around actually on our daughter's birthday, she had had a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese and it was cold and rainy but he didn't want me going in and out of the uh, place bringing in gifts and all that stuff so mm-hmm. he was doing all the ripping and running back and forth and a couple of days later he came down with a cold so he was doing the normal stuff taking care of himself he didn't want me anywhere near him because he didn't want me to get sick of course um, but the cold just wasn't getting better. As a matter of fact, it started to get worse. He had high fever, chills. So my mother ended up taking him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when he got there, he ended up getting admitted because it, his cold was actually pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So, and for the first couple of days, uh, 
she was staying with him um, and everything seemed fine. Like he was potentially getting better. Um, and that following weekend, one of my best friends was um, scheduled to come in town. So my mom had been staying with him at the hospital. I was at home uh, with our daughter and he was concerned about me, making sure that everything was prepared, that I didn't need anything from the store. So he was telling her to come home to be with me, go help uh, Lavette get prepared for her best friend to come in. But I'm soup. I'm very, very independent. So I was like, no, I'm fine. I, you stay there with dad. Uh, I'm good. Um, but he insisted. He just kept forcing her, no, go home and help her. So reluctantly, we both gave in to that. And she came home and we had everything prepared. But then that night before my friend was scheduled to come in, we got a call from the doctor that my father had stopped breathing in the middle of the night. Um, and that they finally got him resuscitated, but they believed he had went too long without oxygen. Mm -hmm. And they feared that he was um, possibly brain dead. And that was just a, a, a huge blow mm -hmm. for us. And I have to admit, I was like overcome with guilt. I felt like I should have um, fought harder for my mother to stay. I just felt like if she had been there, it possibly wouldn't have happened. And so, yeah, that was a, a tough time for me. Yeah, I, mm. I obviously can 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 vibe with that. Um, the, the guilt is something that I, I think everybody listening in one way, shape or another is going to probably be experiencing a lot of that. Um, I it, It's first thing I thought about was, you know, I, I should have went and saw her more or right. I should have went there and personal trained her myself. And I should have, it, it's, it's always going to be the redos, the, yeah, the should have, would have, could have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and I'm, I'm I just want to say, I don't think it's, it's, it's wrong in your mind to think about maybe things you could have done better, but if it starts to handicap us in such a way where now it's, it makes grieving so tough and it yeah. makes it so hard that you can't even recover mm -hmm. that's when it's not it's not necessarily mm -hmm. the healthiest thing you know yeah, so. especially with me in my uh, case I held that guilt in yeah. I didn't tell anyone about it is so that um that was that was tough and later on um it was actually that first time after it was confirmed that he was, in fact, um, brain dead, the doctors wanted us to go ahead and pull the plug and let him go. But that was just something my mother and I just couldn't do. We believed that God believed God for a miracle. Like, uh, I can't we couldn't say just let him go. So we wanted to give God a chance to say yes or no. And so, as you know, that happened in April. Well, you hang on that for a second. Okay. That's that's great. Um, uh, and the reason that's see, and I just got to say this: I, mm -hmm. I, you're dealing, you're dealing with a with with like your mom. You and your mom were the main players in this. Mm -hmm. Two two solid believers. Yeah. Um, I wasn't fortunate enough to be in that type of predicament. I had everyone surrounding my mom. Oh, it was a variety of beliefs and feelings and things like right. that. And what you just said is the way that I wanted to approach it. But when the doctor came and told us that he, uh, he suggested that mm -hmm. we take her off because 
he feels like the medicines are hurting her. Right. And that that devastated me, but in my mind, I'm just like, you know, if if you're telling me she's going to go anyway or whatever, then I want her to fight it out, you know? Um, and I'm like, let's give, let's see what God says. And right. some of my family was with that. Others were like, I don't want to do that because it's hurting her. And, and then now there's a tussle as opposed to a unified decision to just, right. you know, so that, that was just... So I, the only reason I wanted to hash that out is because it is. I always pray this when people tell me that, hey, pray for pray for my mom or my mm-hmm. dad or my person. She's passing away, or I always my prayer for that. I, when I pray, I always say, Lord, please make sure that um, that this family are are surrounded by people who know you. That's always right. my prayer, so that the approaches are are unified approaches. You know, so I just want to throw it out there. It's really really important, but but. Um, so obviously, I, I was telling the listeners, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I was with you with the funeral and, mm-hmm. you know, getting through that. So um, that's what really helped me is from the moment the funeral happened, where that, that, that's that fin- finality of it. Mm-hmm. Being there with you, I'm watching you from that point in '08 all the way till now, um, has been a great example for me. And I've always said, I didn't know it would be happening last year, but I've always said, man, you know, if, whenever this, if this should happen to me, if my mother goes before me, mm-hmm. uh, man, you've been a great example how to deal with that. Um, and that's that's really why I wanted to bring you on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you can even just start from the, you know, from, from the time where, you know, we got through the funeral and everything, and then now you mm-hmm. you got to live without him. Well, actually, I have to take you back just a little bit more mm-hmm. because... Um, that happened in April, but he literally, he didn't pass away until September 30th. Mm-hmm. So as you know, months went by with us constantly hoping um, for that miracle mm-hmm. and for some kind of change. But the thing is that change actually was happening within us. It was, as a kid, my greatest fear was actually losing my father. So I feel like God allowed those months uh, that went by, he was molding me to just have peace, that it was okay to let him go, that he was the one, in fact, calling him home. So by that time, by September 30th, like I said, we still never, um, we said a final prayer, like, Lord, if this is your will, then we we still can't, we can't do it. You have to call him home yourself. Right. So on September 30th, he uh, passed away. And by that time, my mom, we, we both really were at peace with it. And so, yeah. So by the time we the funeral came around, it was more of a, a joyous occasion. Like he's with the Lord now and no more health problems, no more issues. Um, and we can rejoice in that, knowing that he loved the Lord. He, Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said that, that you said you were honest about how you and your mother felt that, you know, we can't bring ourselves to say, stop this. You know, yeah. if you're, if, if he's to be going home now, you're going to have to call him home yeah. yourself. That's yeah. great. That's a great practical, real way of putting it in the Lord's hands. Yeah. You know, and that, that that's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure somebody, somebody really benefited from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he goes and, um, you know, we, we go through the funeral and, and I remember the whole process of, I mean, mm-hmm. and again, you gotta think, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, 
the, the pastor comes over and he's collecting information mm-hmm. so that he could properly do right. the funeral and everything. And, and I'm just like, this really just happened. And I, yeah. and I, and I, I remember you were telling me that you're, you're never gonna, it's like, it always feels like it's not really, right. you know, um, real. And I know we can't necessarily, maybe, maybe we can hint to this, but you had already, you had already lost your best friend. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, not so yet, that that no. that was going to be something that was coming. Yeah. 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 So it's funny, and in, in a way, that even somewhat prepares you because there there will right. be no one closer to yeah. you than your father, except your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know your best friend. Yeah. You know later, but nonetheless, so we, we're mm-hmm. setting up the funeral and everything, and and um, and I'm watching you go through that, and but just just talk just talk about how the Lord took you to through that whole process, um, and just set you on a course to where. You can you can live your life in such a way where you're not crippled by it, and you know you don't know what to do with it, and you mm-hmm. keep breaking down and you can't move forward. Like that, yeah. that's the thing that I hope we're able to help people to mm-hmm. to be able to see that the, the Lord can help you to not have to do that. Yeah. So I had peace um, with my father passing because I knew he knew Jesus and that I would see him again. Um, but to recall, I still was dealing with the guilt mm-hmm. um, of the potentials that it may not have happened had I stood my ground. Um, and so one day I was talking with my mother and I finally confessed to her the guilt that I felt. And what she told me, <laughs> it, it really helped clear that up. That day, that night that he sent her home to come and help me, um, he had been asleep. And she said when he woke up, he told her, um, baby, I'm about to go home. Oh, he said that. Yeah, he told her, he said, baby, I'm about to go home. And uh, initially she thought he was talking about actually going physically to her home, their home. Um, but he was like, no, no, you don't get it. I'm about to go home and go to rest. I'm going, I'm about to go to sleep. And she was like, baby, you, you just woke up from a nap. And mm-hmm. so she thought he was kind of delusional or something. And um, she was like, no, I'm going to stay here with you. You just rest here. You, you'll be fine. And he was adamant. He was like, listen, I am about to go home and go to sleep. Mm. You are about to go home and help Levette. Mm. And when she told me that, that just, <laughs> it did something inside of me. That, And that's what she said. She felt like she he knew he was about to go home to be with the Lord. And he didn't want her to be there during that time uh, of his actual passing. So that kind of gave us both peace. Um, I was able to let go of that guilt. And it was just confirming that just God has a way of just being with those who, who love and follow him. And so that, that was that was very heartwarming for me. Um, Wow. I remember you you kind of was just having that conversation. Yeah, because I wanted to make sure that I got it right. I remember her telling me that back then. And so I called her a couple days ago just to make sure that I had the story straight. But yeah, that's exactly what he told her. Yeah. See, yeah, you were you were having that conversation. I was wondering what y'all were talking about. And yeah. I, I mean that that that's just hitting me now because see I and I've been I've been somewhat shying away from talking about a lot of this stuff, man. I, I'm not gonna mention names or anything, but some of my mother's closest friends were telling me things that see my mother went in a completely different way. As as strong as a believer she was, this snuck up on her mm-hmm. in such a way where see her her last stuff was like 
I know, I know I'm going to be with Jesus, but I'm scared. Yeah. That's, and my mother refused. See, it's funny. They, they care about us in such different ways. Like my mother wouldn't want me. She didn't want me to know anything. Right. She wouldn't know. She, if she would tell me how I feel great when right. she don't feel great at all. Cause she just feels like he's achieving, he's 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 making me proud, and I don't want anything to get in the way of that. I don't want to burn. And so she would hide so many things from me. So she hid her. She was she was just afraid of that transition a little bit. Yeah. And she was I I don't want to you know I don't want to go versus yeah. you know I'm getting ready to go. Y'all yeah. go live your life. It was All just right. like I know it's time to go. I'm just scared. And once you hearing those things, and like I said, man, it's I I think that what encourages me about um, what you're saying that I hope everybody is hearing is just just all these different ways that the Lord delivered peace for you. Exactly. Because for me, even though I didn't catch it the way you and your mom caught it in terms of how he kind of took it, but what the Lord put on my heart was that regardless of how she exited, remember where she went. Mm-hmm. And and it yeah. may be she she's going to experience, if she didn't die peacefully in her mind and heart, She's she's gonna be at peace, and mm-hmm. for that reason, you can be at peace, and yeah, so that's that's a, why I love Isaiah twenty six verse nineteen, mm-hmm. and it pretty much says, "But those who die in the Lord will live; their bodies will rise again. Those who sleep in the earth will rise up and sing for joy. Mm-hmm. For your life given light will fall like dew on your people in the place of the dead." So. Especially your mom. Uh, I know she loved to sing. Yeah. So I just, uh, I, I can imagine that yeah. with her. Yeah. When that time comes, her <laughs> jumping up, singing, singing for joy. So, yeah. <laughs> her, oh. Yeah. <laughs> my mother, my mother sung in the choir. Um, and uh, everybody's, everybody, every, that's the one thing everybody says. You know, um, is that uh, to talk, talk talk about a place where you're going to enjoy singing? Oh, absolutely! And, and that's the thing, man. Um, I I I just that's the prevailing thought that I like to have. Yeah. And I don't want to have to force it. It's just that we as Christians, I mean, that stuff that's written in Scripture is not written there just to be cute. It mm. you really we really don't actually die. Yeah. We do move into that next life, a life with Jesus. And it's like, I didn't want to have to say these things to be something that just makes me feel good. I want to say something that's true and yeah, see something absolutely. that's true so it can inspire me. You know, and I remember we were talking the other day. I'm just like, look, man, if we got a chance to go to heaven and take a visit, a quick okay. visit and saw them, you know, with Jesus and Jesus like, hey, they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. We just we waiting on y'all when y'all get here. And it's mm-hmm. just, how do you come back and be upset about something like that? Exactly. You know, so so before we uh, we're gonna bring uh, Shannon Fields on in just a little bit. But is there is there anything else that uh, that the Lord got on your heart that you want to say? I would just say um, you don't always know how He'll give you peace, but if you seek Him in your times of um, sadness, He He just has His ways of reaching you specifically. You never know how it'll come. But just look for it, and I know he'll give you um, the peace that you're looking for. I know now it's just great to um, just think back on the happy times. Mm-hmm. You always wish, ah, oh, if they saw this, yeah. and imagine how they would react yeah. and things like that. So that that makes uh, the wait 
until we're reunited again. Yeah. Sweeter. Oh, yeah. And, and just y- y'all should see, y'all have to see the smile on her face. Now, remember, I've been dealing with this for years mm-hmm. and um, she has her moments, you know, um, and but I know from being with her, these are miss you moments versus, yeah. you know, worry moments. These are just miss you moments. Things yeah. will happen that they used to do or, you know, songs a will come song, on. Yeah. 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 Um, you were, uh, I mean, we were, even before, you know, she was to come down here, um, you know, she was just talking about how, like, you know, and I've seen it so many times when the song Cooling Water would come on and, and he would, you know, that was <laughs> one his, of his favorite that was songs. His, that was yeah. his jam. You know? <laughs> and uh, so we, those things will happen. There are things that my mother used to do that, I mean, I, I have so much material on my mother, yeah. um, the things that happen. And I'm just like, but but that's kind of the point of why I wanted to do this is, is because if we look at that grave as the literally last stop for them and and all that guilt and all of that, like all that stuff really does win. But when the scripture says, you know, oh, death, where's your victory? Right. Oh, death, where's your sting? It's no just, sting. it's like, that's real stuff that you can hang on to. And yeah. I've just, it's just been a year for me, you know, and it's been several years for you, including your, your best friend, you know, yeah. but just, I have seen that work in you and it has been great for me. It has prepared me for, you know, where I am now. And so the last year for me, um, the only only difference is I'm kind of out and there's this mm-hmm. public figure. So the Lord gave me just a little bit of, of a different type of strength that's added so that I can I can really display yeah. that peace that surpasses all understanding. But I can tell you this, boy, if you were someone that people saw all the time, mm-hmm. they would be so inspired because you've shown me over the last several years the peace that surpasses, and I yeah. that's why I wanted to have you on this. Oh, thanks for having me. And so people get, that's so weird. Well. <laughs> no, no <laughs> that is so Seriously, weird. No. You, you're thanking me for having you on my yes, show. for being on your show. Well, I'm, I'm blessed to be on your show. Well, with you, you know, <laughs> with you managing, I don't know if y'all know, my wife is my manager. She actually runs Team TC Productions. She's the vice president of it. You know, she... So she has so she has so much going on. So thank, uh, well, Ms. actually, Ms. what it is, I'm thanking you because you're making me step outside of my comfort zone. I know. This is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's just making me grow in yeah. the Lord even more. <laughs> right, right. Well, I can just tell you, Miss Darlings, I want to uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us on the TCS Live Show and and not not necessarily be sad but celebrate. Um, and I've watched you when you tell yeah. these stories. I for sure right now she should be in a puddle of water from crying and yeah. actually she uh she held herself together pretty well yeah. and what's funny had she and we talk about this all the time has she completely broke down or whatever yeah. those are tears of happiness and you love your your people you miss yeah. your people and it's okay. And that's okay, what she yeah. she told me that too. She was like, Man, if you have to cry, just cry. That's it. Let it out. Don't try to hold it in. Just let it out. Let it go. Let and it's going to feel good. Absolutely. That's what she told me. And I watched her come out, man. And she always has something great to say or talk about when she has those moments. So I just, again, I just, I can't thank you enough for just being. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't throw out compliments and fluff all willy nilly, yeah. and um, I don't even have to do that with you. You're my wife. Uh, I love you. You are, you've been fantastic for me, and you'll continue to be. Uh, but just, um, I can't necessarily say thank you for, for for preparing me for this. But I'm just glad that you were prepared for it by God, and then I was able to see that, which helped me. Yeah. You know, so I really thank you for that. Thank you for joining me, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> love you. I right, love you too.
Yeah, I'm, I'm a little giddy right now. So cool to have you in studio with me. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Now let's uh, let's go ahead and get on the live line, the TCS live line, and we are going to get Shannon Fields in here with us. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to her. Uh, if you don't know Shannon, uh, Shannon is an actress, and uh, most people know her from for uh, facing the Giants. Uh, she's done Order of Rights. She's done quite a few things. You check out her IMDb and uh, you'll see everything that she's done. I've I've got a chance to work with her about uh, three times, two or three times. And um, it was cool. It was cool to meet her in person. And uh, I got a chance to meet her husband, Jimmy, actually. And uh, she lost her husband uh, recently. And she'll be able to talk about that and give some insight into how the Lord has been giving her peace. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get Shannon Fields on the TCS Live Line. Hey Shannon, how you doing? I am great. Hey, Thanks for calling. Hey Lavette. Hey Shannon. How are you today? I'm doing great. Glad to Thank have you, you with us. Yes, me too. Thank you for having me. Oh, this, this is this great. This is exciting. Yes, it is. This is cool because uh, you know you you're uh, of the of, of of all of us that's been dealing with the the grief and everything. You are the freshest example of it and. I, I I was really thinking and, and just praying about whether or not to even ask, and uh, but I just knew from watching the way you talk about what you've been going through on social media and Instagram and just the, just the, the things you've been saying, I could tell that people would grow if they. I wanted to make sure as many people as possible saw what you had to say, and it's the same thing with Lavette. I wanted to make sure that a lot of people experience, you know, uh, how she has been dealing with this and. And, you know, with my wife being a behind-the-scenes person, this was great for her to come on. And so uh, she's here with me right now in studio. And then to have you, um, it's just awesome. But before I even get into that, it would it would help briefly for me to just talk about how we even uh, got to know each other and became friends. Uh, some, right. of you, some of you all uh, may have probably first saw Shannon uh, on Facing the Giants. And then obviously she's continued to succeed with acting. And, and I've got a chance. Uh, we've been in what, three three films together now, right? I think so. Has it been three? Um, My Brother's Keeper, Redeemed. And what was the other one? Is it three or was it two? It might be. I think it's two. But what's crazy is that we've only had opposite each other for one scene. That's going right. to change right. soon. I just know it. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Yep. So that was that was cool. But I believe it was on a set of Redeemed where I got a chance to meet Jimmy. Yes, he did. He showed up and he also made the cut. He was an extra. <laughs> yes, I forgot you did meet him. Yep. He he loved, loved to go on set with me. And he just, 
Oh, he's he was my biggest fan. He cheered me on. He was my coach, but my best friend, my mentor. He was everything. Um, I couldn't have. I can't. I couldn't have done this. I can't keep doing this if it wasn't for him that just pushed me and believed in me. Um, gosh, I didn't realize y'all met. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We uh, and we took a picture together. Like if people, if people, uh, and I think you posted it too. If people scroll back through. Uh, we took a picture right outside of my um, uh, dressing room. Uh, all three of us together. We were in that like that oh, like yes. that, yeah, that, like that little warehouse place. Yeah, oh, that was my yes. first time. I, I remember. I guess there was so much going on, and he was such a people person, and just lo- he loves films that give a message and that moves people forward and healing and stuff. Like he just, oh, he just loved it. Yeah. Um, and he loved you. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, what, uh, so like I say, you know, I got, I got Levette here in studio and, um, we, so we were all have, have kind of given briefly summarizing our accounts of, of kind of, um, you already did the first part, which is awesome. Just talking about, uh, just what he means to you and what he, what he has, how, how he, you know, it, well, let me just cut to the chase. Me and Levette and you, we sh- we don't have to sell <laughs> how great right. how great these individuals are. Her father, my mother, and your husband. Um, but it does help for people to understand when they see us in the in the process of, of tears or those things aren't so much of we're upset at at where they are. It's more of my goodness, that's a piece of my heart that I just don't have around anymore. And uh, just what you just said before I even ask is just the the part of you that he is. So talk about um, you can talk a little bit more about about that if you want to, for sure. But then just leading into because this kind of caught me off guard. And I was going to say leading into when things kind of started to go the other way for him. I, I just remember your first post and it really, really caught me off guard. But obviously, I don't think it's something that caught you off guard. So for those that are unfamiliar with um, kind of what 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 led uh, up to things kind of going the other way, can you kind of talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, I can. It's everybody obviously knows how crazy uh, twenty twenty was, and mm-hmm. um, it was March the sixth of twenty twenty. We got the diagnosis that Jimmy had ALS, and which is also known as Lou Lou Gehrig's disease, which is um, a disease that's a terminal illness that affects the muscles and eventually leaves you paralyzed. And we, you know, we believe in healing. We believe and we believe and he is healed. He he is healed and whole right now. Um, We did ask that he would be healed on this side, but God chose to heal him over there. And he is obviously in a, much better place but we we fought this thing um from march the 6th until he passed away which was february the 15th and each when you have someone that has a terminal illness like als um you kind of begin grieving and i didn't really know what i was doing until now like i turn around and look backward The first thing that I grieved of him is when he lost his arms and hands, the functions, and he couldn't hug me anymore. Oh, wow. Um, That was my first. And then it hit me hard when my son hugged me. 
and I was like, I miss a hug. Um, I didn't realize what was happening, but we stood on God's word. My husband, I mean, to the day he passed away, was ministering to us, my children. Um, he did not let this disease beat him. I mean, to the point where when that post that you're talking about was February the 14th, mm-hmm. when I posted something about I was sitting in a hospice um, and he was the worst he's ever been right before that happened. And he got so bad he, he couldn't talk. He was talking about um, redeemed to, to, to the nurses. Right. You need to go watch this. You need to, you, you need, you know, and still trying to minister to people oh, wow. and never once complained that he couldn't breathe and never mm-hmm. once complained. So, um, I remember that day. It really touched my heart because you had got on your Instagram story to ask your followers to pray for me. And, um, that meant, a, that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm not in this alone. I, there is somebody that knows what I'm going through that, that has experienced a loss. I mean, and I felt it. Um, so I have to say, I know the day you did it. Like, yeah. it, it spoke loud to me. Well, you know, that's that that's awesome because I, I, I felt like I was, I guess I was doing to you what LeVette had done for me. And mm-hmm. and I shared it with Yvette too, and she prayed, and then my kids as well. So, yeah. I mean, we, I, I just, you know, we 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 see you as as a friend, and I know they they didn't necessarily get a chance to you know meet Jimmy, being that you know you're in Georgia, and at the time I was in Southern California. But it's just after I've gotten you know kind of close with someone, whoever whoever I have taken heart to, my family generally takes heart to as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I it it. Again, I, and this is why I wanted to, to get all of us on here. It, no matter how strong you are in Christ, it doesn't take away the feeling of love um, and, and and even pain that comes with it. Because I'm reading through Scripture, so many people that uh, you know they 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 wept and mourned when Moses you know passed, you know, and Jesus wept, and just it's a part of it. And so that's why you know I want everybody to see that. Sometimes you see people who never recover or they say things like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And that's kind of what I wanted to address because I'm surrounded by people who know exactly what to do. And it doesn't mean we got it all together. But when I watch my wife and when I watch you, like people look at your Instagram, they're not going to get depressed. They're going to be inspired. And you're, and I know you. That's why I wanted to bring you. Like you're not. She, Shannon, Shannon's not faking what she's saying. She's not like, okay, I'm a Christian, so I need to say these things. No, Shan, she's a type, and my wife's a type that when it hurts, it hurts, and they're going to tell you. But at the same time, they're gonna. If, if God gives you peace, they're gonna share that peace. And so I've been watching you share that peace. I've been experiencing Levette share that peace. And so talk a little bit about how, you know, the Lord has given you peace, and and how how that's kind of manifested itself with you just over this short period of time. Because remember, I was telling y'all, Shannon's the freshest off of this. We're talking, what, a month? Actually, 15th, when this airs, it's going to be two months exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Two, two months, and because it was February the 15th, which was actually my son's birthday. Right. Um, 
Walker, he passed away, but we, my, my son woke up that day. He was with me, both of my kids. Mm-hmm. We, we had cots staying in the room with my husband and he woke up and he said, okay, Jesus, my birthday present, if you would take my dad's illness and heal his body would be the best present ever. Because you get to a point where you don't want to see somebody hurt and suffer any any longer. And um, I'm pretty sure that you and LeVette that could resonate when you shed those tears. Um, they're really, they're tears because you loved. That's you right. loved That's big. Yeah. Um, and... I, I, and I do, I don't all the time, I don't want to cry all the time. Sometimes it hits me. It's kind of comes in, goes in waves. Yeah. But I know, I hope this is not our home. That's right. This yeah. is not, this is not our home, but we're left here. All three of us are left here. So what are we going to do with that? So my husband's saying, which has resonated with this entire community, it's been, uh, and, and beyond, it's been kind of crazy. He would always say, Let's live this day in view of that day and take a lot of people with us. There and is. that day being when we're with Jesus. Oh, man. That's it. That's it. That is that is it. And then, oh, man, that's 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 what it's all about. That's exactly. literally at the end of the day, you know, I'm my my goal. You know, I know I'm going to see my mother again. And now it's just like. But I know that, you know, I have relatives and siblings that don't know Jesus, but they love my mother. So yeah. I'm like, hey, the best thing you can do is take care of your life now so you can get a ticket. Yeah. And you will be able yeah. to see her again, you know, so that's... Yeah. And I'm such a sensitive soul. I can't even, I can't watch anyone cry without crying with them. So when yeah, I know the too. peace that God has given me, I want to share that peace. I hate to see people hurting. Yeah. So, Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to hurt here. Um, I think that what the key, Levette, and I know you, you and TC, we we do it together. We we hurt, we grow, we heal. Um, There's something that has resonated with me lately is um, somebody had said, um, what are you, how are you doing? How are you doing this? I said, I am healing forward is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am healing forward. Some days are better than other days and then I had someone ask me why are you why are you ready to get back on set and all this and I'm like I, I don't know other than first of all my husband made me promise I would never quit and not stop um, speaking and helping people that I mean the gifts that he gives the gives us he's like you can't sit in the chair you you he goes, I know you're going to grieve, but you, you've got to grieve forward. You cannot continue to just, just like put a pause and a stop on it. Right. Um, he said, because we, we're here on this earth for such a short time. Um, he said a whole lot <laughs> during that. The little, I mean, things that, I mean, the other day I went on set for the first time and I was early morning leaving. I was in Atlanta. I always go through Starbucks and grab my coffee. It's my same little routine. Um, But I couldn't pick up the phone and call him. And Mm. normally he always, I call him and he prays with me. He prays over my day. He prayed over. And that hit, like, I didn't realize that would hit me as hard as it hit me. Mm. And I said, Lord, what am I going to do? 
Mm. All I had is prayers. And he said, all of those prayers, and I felt it in my spirit, all of those prayers he's ever prayed over you is going to carry you. Mm. Like, yeah. you are not, you are not alone. And I, I, I heard those prayers. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was like, all of a sudden I had that peace and the comfort that only he can give. And, I, and if you are not, if you don't know Jesus, you need to know him because mm. we live in such a hard world. You can't make it without him. That is fantastic. I, I love that. I love that because I I'm sitting here and I'm listening. And the vet is is is, yeah. is this is this is what it's all about. Like I I have been telling people that the pain that was trying to really overtake my mind and my heart uh-huh. immediately, almost immediately, got superseded by the peace in knowing that because my mother knew Jesus, that I will see her again, and that is where she is. And it's just for me, and I was, and I was, and I was saying, I can include you in this now. Um, me and Lavette were saying, so if, if, if me, you, and Lavette, me, Shannon, and Lavette got a chance to go to heaven and see Jimmy, Big Joe, and Sylvia, my mother, with Jesus, you know what I mean? With God as sovereign, with, with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and, and we're just like, and they're just like, we, we, we got them. You know, we, 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 they're good. You, they're good. You guys keep on living out your God-given purpose. Mm-hmm. And then we come back here. Can you imagine coming back here mad about that? Right. We'd right. be, we, we, we would be like, oh my God, did you see them in all their glory? And this, this. and it's just hard to just, I, now it's honestly, for me, it's even hard to miss them. You know, it's even hard to, it's even hard to miss them. Like, because you know, if they had an opportunity to get up and come back here, they'd be like, oh, I'm good. I'm staying in the presence <laughs> of the Lord. Right. So yeah, it's like, I, I love that what I'm gathering from all of this, and I hope people who are listening are gathering from this, is when Jesus gives you peace about where your loved ones are, just don't fight it off. Don't reject it. And like I said, Shanna said it great. Lavette said it great. The tears are not tears of, of you know, uh, hopelessness. It's tears of love. But your hope is in the fact that this is not nowhere near the end there is there is no end that exists for those who believe and so i just love how you put that and then you get all this stuff to carry us through and so for everybody listening i hope you've you've got from these two the things that that carry you through shannon you can speak a little bit more into that like you say you're still acting and you still know that what would jimmy want you to do is to keep you know making disciples winning souls for jesus and and doing what he knows you love um but what else is uh, what what what's, what's your day to day like in in terms of just because um, he's I mean this is this is <laughs> this is your husband I, I think this is my mom this is Lavette's dad the day to day they were so much a part of it and so when you remove that piece out what has God filled that with now Oh goodness so this Thursday will be two months and it's been um an interesting two months because um, I I have felt like I've read this in a book before and I remember it so vividly. I, I felt like a helium balloon with a string attached, but a, a string, but nobody holds the string anymore. It's just like the helium's just floating and then God deposited into my spirit. I'm holding the string now. Mm-hmm. Like, before, you know, you, you felt like your husband was, and he was, he was always, always praying, always over praying over us. And, um, but God's holding that string. And I have to remember that in my everyday life. And I can tell you this something that happened to me. So for two months, almost two months, I would, I would leave 
and I would come into my house and I, I would feel the most sense of loneliness. This is a, this is a part of a gr- grief. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Lord, how am I going to deal with this? Because in my home is where a lot of the hard stuff happened, where he progressed so quickly. And then in the last 30 days was probably the worst. And um, I'm like, how, Lord, can I make those memories soften and remember all the good? And um, I just keep hearing what what you do is you stay on your knees. What you do is you worship me. What you do is you stay in my word and you um, you re- keep reciting scripture because that is where life is. And so then here comes um, Easter. And I don't know about y'all, but when you have somebody that you love, like we loved ours, our people, mm-hmm. the resurrection means a little little something deeper. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. I was like, okay, I maybe have taken this for granted, but today it means so much more mm-hmm. than ever before because it's like I felt so much closer to Jesus, that sounds odd, doesn't it? Okay, my, my husband's not here, but mm-hmm. I feel closer to him. I'm like, that is what having a relationship with Jesus is all about. Yes. I can't explain that I don't I have a loss, but yet I feel closer to Jesus. So, um, and then I went out of town right the next day. Um, I, I went out of town with my daughter, and we went to Miami. We just, uh, you know, we just did something dif- different. Um, we wanted to just see, have warmth and beautiful waters. And, um, and, and anyway, so I came home yesterday for the first time. I walked in the door, but, but I didn't have that same feeling. I felt a little bit braver. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit more peace and a little bit more comfort. And I said, Oh God, all I know today is I thank you. I thank you that I'm walking through these doors alone again, but I'm not alone. And I actually feel like I'm not alone. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So that, I mean, that brings me to today. And it's like, I was reading this morning because somebody said, why are you on, why you want to work? You know, you need to make sure you have time to grieve. And I'm like, well, I like working. Why do I like working so much? I was reading in this book. And this, this hit me like a bolt of lightning. Um, this is a, it's called um, A Widow's Journey. And it's just a small little book somebody gave me. And this lady was older, a good bit older than me, obviously. And she was a writer. So she uh, she always traveled and stuff. So she had a little bit in common with me with traveling and things. So I was drawn to her book. And she said three things that you need to do before you become a widow. And I was like, well, I'm already a widow. But the first thing she said was that you need to have something that's your passion, something that you, that you love, that's not maybe so attached to your husband. So when you go back to that place, you don't feel like such a loss. And I was like, maybe that's why I love to work so much. (laughs) He, He covered me, but at the same time, it, it brings me so much joy um, I, I don't know, you know how things hit you in a mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. that has hit me. And I'm like, that's probably why I love it so much. That is, I don't feel as much loss. And then I also feel, um, that he, you know, made me promise not to quit. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I am not going to quit. 
That's right. I, I love, I love when film, I mean, you're, you're, you know, uh, just doing films and TV and speaking and all that because why it has a purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope everybody who is listening, I hope y'all, I hope y'all are getting this. I hope y'all are grabbing this. I told y'all this wasn't going to be another three funerals again, where we bury them all again and be all down and feeling all, I told y'all it was going to be a celebration because what I am, and this is a perfect thing to just, to just end this on is I hope y'all all have heard this, this one unifying prevailing thought that the three of us have is that first of all, this isn't even, this isn't the end, not only for our loved ones, but for us. For two, the second thing is they knew Jesus. We know Jesus. We'll see him again. Third, we got a promise that we're holding on to. Fourth, we're continuing to live our lives for Jesus and doing what we know, you know, Jimmy, Big Joe and Sylvia would want us to do. And, and we all can see them proud of the things that we're doing um, in terms of if they were here, how they would be just cheering us on and experiencing it. And so we kind of just keep that spirit going. And it just feels the thing that I love is, is what Shannon just said, LaVette has said, and I have said, is just joy. You, there's a difference between just being happy all the time versus having joy because joy is there regardless of whether happiness isn't there or not. You know, when you're crying and feeling a little off and you're missing them, the joy kicks in and you, and that's what we want to make sure that everybody experiences joy. And then the peace that surpasses all understanding. I tell you from, from these two and myself, we've experienced that. And so, you know, this isn't no fluff when we tell you that God has given us peace that holds us up, even when we didn't think it would be able to happen. And so hopefully for everybody out there, if you've lost someone, there's a lot of loss going on in the world right now um, from various different things. But if you lose someone and you know Jesus, you too can experience the peace that surpasses all understanding. And you can live with the hope and knowing that you will see them again. So I'm not going to try to fix it up anymore. I want to thank Lavette and Shannon uh, for, for joining me. Um, and again, Shannon, I'm so glad that we crossed paths in terms of uh, in the film industry. And like I said, you can you can you can uh, catch Shannon in in her in Redeemed, which is one of my favorite because she's she's really really mean. You, you are you are. I am Oh my goodness. <laughs> you are you are a little down something in that, <laughs> and that's good. That's good because it shows her range. You know, you can see her that you can you can go to her IMDb and check out all of her her stuff. And I know you'll be hearing from her uh, again. And for sure, I'm with you, Shannon. I'm I'm praying about us getting the chance to work together again soon. So, um, and Levette, thank you again for joining me, and everybody. Thank you all for joining me and listening. And again, like I said, we don't grieve like the world. You know, we grieve with those who have hope. And thank you, Jesus, for giving us the hope that we can have in you. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time Amen. on the TCS Live show. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.